Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Your Questions Answered. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to answer all of your burning wrestling questions. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but you know, United AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete with a burning quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamflitz to answer all of your burning wrestling questions that we shared on Twitter at Michael Hamflitz, at Adam Wilborn, at What Culture WWE. Uh, let's just pick the first one at random here from mm-hmm. a uh, Matt Reigns, who says he's these. Number one Sidgwick mega oh, that's fan. Nice. That's a nice thing to say. Uh, he writes, how would you reintroduce Kenny Omega once he returns? Uh, the trio's tournament with the Bucks made sense for so many reasons, but if that's not the case, do you put him sh- straight into the world title picture? Cheers. Hashtag King of the Mic. Sorry, I couldn't hear the question for the sound of that tweet as knuckles dragging across the floor. Um, <laughs> Kenny Omega in AEW is... Um, well, it's fascinating because... Obviously, when you leave as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, well, as the ex-AEW yes. World Heavyweight Champion, and then don't appear again, do you come back as a guy redeemed, reformed, and all those sort of things, and wanting to um, start again and work your way back from the bottom? It's a rankings promotion. It's not just like with WWE, where it's like, well, I'll have my rematch, please. Like it's it, You're encouraged to like get back on the horse and get back to it. Yeah. Or is he still trapped in the delusion that he should be a top guy and everything like that? You know, he's obviously going to be overseeing what's going on with the elite and like it's captivating and like tantalizing as to how he fits in. I've loved this idea. I'm kind of married to this idea of Nick Jackson completely misunderstanding what Matt wants and being like, you know what, Matt, you're right. We should get the elite back together. <laughs> get it, Omega. And I think there's a, like, there's a lot of magic in that. I wouldn't, just because of what we've seen on Dynamite, I wouldn't rule out that Kenny Omega isn't with the Young Bucks or there's a real push and pull over what combination fits into that trios category. But one of the things I'd really like, and I've thought this since that, um, remember that Don Callis bait and switch deal where he came out of Kenny's music on the yes. Revolution pre-show? I've long thought, and this would be like quite fitting considering who this reminded me of. Do you remember when CM Punk lost the title, 
had his one last chance to sort of win it back against The Rock, didn't, mm -hmm. tried to get his way at the WrestleMania main event, couldn't, lost to The Undertaker. And it all felt like one fairly smooth thing, didn't it? Then he said, I'm going, I'm, I'm going for a bit. Yeah. And when he came back, his first match back was with Paul Heyman, but then the next night it was, this has been great, Paul, but I'm going to go out with my own way because he just turned babyface because of the natural order of things. I'd quite like Kenny to come back with Don Callis by his side at a pay-per-view in a match graphic dream match. Pick... Pick somebody, but it's one of them Tony Khan tweets, kind of out the blue, pages with the books, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. bang, Tuesday night, one night. Kenny Omega returns it all out, and it's the match you wanted versus whoever, you know, and there's just this big match. Kenny Omega wins. I think Punks was against Chris Jericho that time in Chicago. Kenny Omega wins. He's with Don Callis. All seems well. And then the first dynamite back, he says, Don, it's been emotional. It's been great, but... There's other things I need to do now. Like, thanks so much for coming with me and joining me on, the, on this quest sort of thing. And then that's his baby face turn. But then when Callis goes away, he gradually stews and he finds somebody or he links up with Adam Cole specifically mm -hmm. or whomever it is, turns the good brothers on him, perhaps. Something <sighs> like that. Because the door's wide. It's not forbidden anymore. It's wide open to Japan. It's open to uh, Impact, which is obviously where Callis is still fairly like heavily involved with. And that friendship and that bond is something they can now play with. You know, when Kenny was first turning, he was filming that vignette at Callis' house when Callis wasn't even a character, wasn't he? The invisible hand of Don Callis. Like, you can do that same sort of thing with the Paul Heyman guys. Just pick better guys than Curtis Axel and Ryback. <laughs> so I would quite like to see them two broken apart as part of Kenny's babyface turn. It is a weird dynamic right now in AEW because there's, there, or there previously was, so many people... Mm. The anticipation of them coming back. I'm talking Danielson, Cole, obviously Punk is yep. a is a real big one. And I I I'm working certainly under the assumption that Punk's back for all out. Mm -hmm. Obviously got Quake by the lake. Yeah. I think Moxley obviously retains there. Um he's got Mance Warner obviously on, on Rampage mm -hmm. as a sort of title eliminator thing. I think we're August now. All outs in less than a month. Yep. Uh, day after Clash at the Castle. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I don't know who, in fact, I think someone even asked this question. So I look through, I'll, I'll find the person's name whilst I asked vaguely around the question that I saw them mention on Twitter <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah, if not, if not Punk, mm. what do you do with Moxley in the world title at, uh, at All Out? Well, so I think Punk is coming back. Danny Navarro. There you go. I knew I'd find it. Thank you for that question. I think Punk is back. So I'm not, this is not me dodging this question right. So I think Punk's back, and this is sort of preview fodder for next week, but I expect Moxley to win, and then them to replay that kind of famous Punk Cena thing where Punk comes out with a belt, it's two men with belts, Punk knows that this is a real belt, mate, and he holds it up a little bit higher, and then you've got your match. That's like, and it's another John, and here we are. Two belts, but there can be only one winner, that sort of thing. And then obviously at the end of the paper, Kevin Nash comes down and yeah, Paul Bombsy, and like, yeah, we are not. Yeah, um, but... If Punk's not clear, I am starting to think, right, that Chris Jericho might beat John Moxley. Ooh. Because I've mapped out in my head, Jericho beating Moxley gives us a Jericho-Moxley rematch all out in this sort of like this way that we expect Moxley to retain. And then Jericho versus Kingston at Arthur Ashe for wow. the interim title. In the final, Jer Kingston beats Guevara all out. And he's like, you know, you might have thought you were finished with me, 
but I've never been finished with you. I promised to make you bleed and submit. It's the only way to salvage that feud. And he wins the interim title at Arthur Ashe, and it's Kingston Punk belt for belt. That's mad. Danny also makes a great suggestion. He says, uh, after last night's Dynamite, if Punk can't, uh, Punk and Kenny Omega can't return in time for All Out, mm. why is it Powerhouse Hobbs? Oh, yes, please. I well, said he looked massive on last night's Dynamite, not just in terms of physically, mm. but just the aura around him that they've built. There is a LTST with Moxley and Hobbs. If you remember, Moxley kicked the door open for Hobbs to work that six-man that time yeah. uh, back in Daly's place during the pandemic. Um, th- do you know what? This sort of brings into focus something else we said. This, to me, is why you, again, they might just know put the punks fit. We're doing all this speculation. Mm-hmm. Well, what if Punk's not ready? You've really blown it there. Like, Punk might have been good to go, and they've just kept that quiet. But I I would have kept Orange Cassidy hotter for this exact yeah. reason. He, was, he would have been the guy. You do Cassidy, Moxley, and you finally present Cassidy as somebody that does want it, thanks very much, and Moxley should be concerned, and they have a ripper at the pay-per-view. Mm. So all, all of this is telling me, the fact that Moxley has no obvious opponent, I just think they're doing a really good job of keeping quiet and saying Punk's ready. Uh, speaking of returns, Devin Holly on Twitter says, do you guys feel like a returning from injury Cody Rhodes could be a good choice to dethrone Roman Reigns? Or is the spot better served for a superstar who is still moving up the ladder? Cody Rhodes. I, it's, I feel like though you, you might as well stop the betting on the Royal Rumble now. It's Cody and Becky all the way. It's feeling that way, isn't it? And there's, it's, there's no bad thing as well. Sometimes predictable is good. Um, it's Cody Rhodes. And it would have been Cody Rhodes if he wasn't injured. And it would have been Cody Rhodes if it wasn't by the Royal Rumble. It's, it's Cody Rhodes. The um, the Drew McIntyre situation is interesting because although we anticipate it's going to be for both belts, they could be cheeky and it could be for one to keep Roman's universal thing alive. We don't know if they're going to split the belts up in general. I honestly believe um, if The Rock, and it's still a huge if, if The Rock's involved in any way, I don't think they'll want the belt on Roman regardless. I think The Rock versus Roman with a title on the line is needlessly complicated. I think it's like, why would you load so much into that match mm. when you can create like a, a there's two WrestleManias, there's two main events, etc. You know, like mm-hmm. the Rock and Roman wouldn't need a title. Uh so it's Cody for me and Drew's Drew's gonna beat him, right? But I don't think that's gonna feel like it might end this long streak, but I think Roman just gets it back. I don't like I don't want to burst any bubbles here, but I like I think Drew is the winner because of the occasion. I don't think Drew's the man post Roman Reigns and I think Cody Rhodes is and I think it's I think drawing these lines of demarcation at this point is quite important because like belts just aren't it in WWE like one thing doesn't necessarily be got the other it does right now yes. like Roman Reigns has the belt and the belt is with the top guy that is without argument however like when the belts aren't with Roman that's when you advocate splitting them up again because you need to see who the actual top guy is and I think the top guy is Cody Rhodes see I don't think he drops that universal title I don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to get around this. I, I mean, just, it will look like a cop-out. Was it 700 days he's had it now or something bonkers? It, it does make sense for like the Roman. WWE Championship yeah. is, 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 is the WWE Championship. It's on a rocky road, certain yeah. certain parts, mm. but it's still it's the, the WWE one. Championship. Yeah. But as I said, at SummerSlam LTST, <laughs> Roman Reigns tossed that aside and went, if I'm going to take Brock out, I'm taking him out with my baby. Yeah. That's like the one Champ he cares Goldie, about. isn't it? Yeah, him, and his, about. him and his big blue belt. So I... I I reckon so. I don't know how they're going to do it. If anyone can talk me into them somehow going, oh, it's only for one belt, actually. Yeah. It's Paul Heyman. Yeah. I mean, they've got a job on, but I don't, like, and again, I, su- I suppose I've always just assumed that Drew would get this belt as a sort of, I don't know, a kind of token gesture thing. He could lose. Mm. 
He, like, he, we could have Clash of the Castle, and he could lose. So maybe that's redundant and moot. But I, don't, I just, I think your way is the best way, but it's a big, a big ask and a hard sell. But if Cody isn't ready, and I don't think, I'm not going to put Big E in there because I'm 99% certain medically he's not going to be cleared for a long old while. Yes. But he's on the road to recovery, so that's good. Mm-hmm. If you want someone else to return from injury, come in, win the Rumble, all the way to WrestleMania, the redemption story. My name's Rick Boots. <laughs> yes, please. He is my guy. I said this from the moment he started becoming Rick Boogs mm. on SmackDown. There's the guy to beat Roman Reigns. Adam Wilborn. He is... can lift the ring up like Brock Lesnar did, but you don't need no bloody tractor. Adam Wilborn showed me Rick Boogs' YouTube channel this morning. Oh. And far be it somebody that works for a company that deals in a lot of YouTube content to send you anywhere else on that <laughs> website. But my word, have a look at Rick Boog's YouTube channel. My word. Whilst we're talking mania, uh, we got well, we're talking Boog's. <laughs> we are often very pleased to see uh, Twitter messages from Hugo, one of our biggest fans. Legend. Uh, he says, big fan here. You know me already. Love uh, you, Hugo. Would love to know if this is the best era for the women's division in WWE and if this makes it impossible for them to only give the women two singles and one tag at WrestleMania. Will we have more women's matches instead? Love you, boys. Brackets, Reigns, Fierce, Ham. Close bracket. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Uh, is it the best? No, it's a short answer, but... It's about to be, I think. Well, I was going to say, like, let's... like. How long, have we been able to, how long have we waited to say this about WWE and meant it? Let's let this play out. Mm-hmm. Like, Triple H... I mean, I've been saying it for years, but... <laughs> Triple H has proven excellent, and I mean excellent, at booking women's wrestling. Um, over several different generations in NXT, it was, frankly, incredible. That If you think of that... like, just, Let's just look at the NXT women's title picture for a second, right? So Paige has it when NXT is still this kind of like blossom and flower... And her and Emma kind of like change and forever reset the expectations of what a women's match can be on a big show. Then it moves into the horsewomen era of Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey having it and just having these like classic money drawing legendary matches, iconic. Like I consider Bailey and Sasha to be the like Austin Bret Hart of women's wrestling. Like it's not the first, but everything kind of explodes yes. off the back of that, right? Uh, from then, they're all gone. It's okay. I've booked Asker. I've done this incredible job of booking Asuka. Asuka's amazing. I've picked the right person, and I've given her the right streak. She retires from NXT undefeated, effectively goes up injured. They have that brief transitional period. Shayna Baszler does it again. Like, this isn't magic wand stuff. NXT is getting its arse handed to it in the Wednesday Night Wars by AEW. What's the one great thing about the show? The women's division. They, did, uh, they bodged it, but they were doing slow burn build with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, you remember, like, Candice LeRae's... Remember when, like, we all were quite suspicious after TakeOver Toronto, like... The golden era is over. Like we saw the season finale back at yeah, Takeover New York. What was the best match on the show? Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. How good was the first women's war games? How good was the second women's war games? <laughs> Been on head. Like there's uh, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler being the only match to ever beat AEW in the demos. Like and on and on and on and on it goes. It was no fluke. Like he knew what he was doing. He knew that there was such a thirst and a hunger for women's wrestling because, especially in WWE, like, you'd seen every single big angle done in the men's division 50 times, and it wasn't even being done well anymore. Like, WWE were doing that thing where, uh, guys, come on, it's, uh, it's 2018. Oh, we're going to have an all-women's pay-per-view. Well, who, whose fault's that? It's yours. <laughs> come on, guys, we're going to have a women's pay-per-view. You're going to show some highlights of the Divas era? <laughs> Shut up, we're going to have a women's pay-per-view. Like, they made it that way, and Triple H pushed all that forward. And that comes back? 
But it, uh, yes. Shorter. More chance than ever before. More chance than ever before. Christ almighty, like, Triple H can only make so many statements of intent as a, like in his new job. And what does he do with the very first match and segment at SummerSlam? Like, to make that point crystal clear. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's, like, one of the matches of the night. Here's one of the matches of the year. Oh, by the way, here's one of the returns of the year. Now she's in the boss of the stable. Now we've set up about six different dream matches, and it's going to be the most important thing on the show. Suck it. Like, that's all. <laughs> that's I said it on Twitter or somewhere. It's like, you like, only slapping neon green skulls over their faces would have made it any more of a Triple H segment. Like, if you, if you want to, like, have high hopes, absolutely now is the time, because I don't like him. Like, that damn good for one good one damn year. But if there's one thing he has proven time and time again to be yeah. excellent at, it's booking women's wrestling. Uh, circling back, I meant to read this out earlier with the whole Cody Roman thing because I want to give a massive shout-out to Joshua Charles Richard on Twitter who's shared this booking with us. Mm-hmm. How good would this be? Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Roman makes it up the ramp. Pyro goes off. And salt of the earth hits. Oh, my God. <laughs> well... That's the, this is the time to be having some fun with that fantasy booking, isn't it? Because um, AEW and MJF, we, you assume, are simpatico and are doing a brilliant job of giving you reason to think about that. That's why this... Like, do you know what's interesting about this MJF departure? I know that this isn't an ask... I love that, by the way, but like, and I know this is not a question, but it's, it's made me think of this. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know what MJF... You know what MJF is tacitly doing? He's doing a better CM Punk than CM Punk did. Yep. CM Punk was away for eight days. Right when he won the title and he put it in his fridge, MJF has vanished. Like this is everything everybody wanted from CM Punk, and it was eight days because WWE have zero patience, right? And it's slightly better to say. I mean, obviously, he did it when he came back, but uh, well, no, he didn't. No, sorry, I've got the timeline completely wrong. No, he did say it beforehand. There's a difference between saying maybe this company will be better off after Vince McMahon's dead mm. to saying. You, Tony, yeah. and then just piecing out whilst the execs are there from the channel. It's it's fantastic. It's like the less we know, the better, to uh, paraphrase Tim and Parla. And I just, I love that so much because this right now we're at the point we're in, they have committed enough. The longer this goes, the better, because that's always the case in wrestling. But ultimately, except with um, best friends, Proud and powerful for you back in 2020. But <laughs> uh, the longer this goes, the better, because it will only make it feel more believable. Um, but the, already they've done enough. Mm. Like if MJF came back on Rampage this Friday or Battle of the Belts, it would still be like, th- it'd be the hottest story in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And dragging it out further only makes it, and it makes stuff like this all the more captivating. Imagine if they somehow drag this out that he's not returned and it gets to 2023 and it's Royal Rumble season. And what do you do around Royal Rumble season? You make the predictions of who they're going to be surprises. Right, and yeah, sort of you imagine that Cody's going to come in at 27. It's like, but what if MJF's 28? And you know, what was it, Joshua Charles? Yeah, which is like same sort of thing here. It, it's they've done an excellent job, everybody involved, to make this even a possibility. Uh, and with the bloodline, uh, Eric Vasquez says, I was sat, tr- sat here pondering who will be the ones that actually take the tag titles from the Usos. Personally, I'd build to a DIY reunion. Ooh. Imagine that fresh match and drama that it could create your pitchers slash guesses. Um, who beats the Usos? Because mm-hmm. I think you and I both assumed it was going to be the Street Profits. Yeah, I thought that was how they were going to delay the breakup. Uh, a returning RK bro would be hot. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, I mean, if we're being just... I know this isn't always what people like, but if you're being like really kind of ruthlessly, boringly logical about it, maximum male models. <gasps> oh, uh, 
But like, uh, who knows, right? It, genuinely, who knows about some of the models because you just it's impossible to chart the trajectory other than straight to the top. Um, Tony D and Stakes, <laughs> when they get the call up. In all seriousness, like, because we talked about this, about um, like the ESOs watching uh, Solo is back and so- Solo are getting the call up or vice versa, you know, whatever, uh, the Creed's. Like and making a statement debut on the main yeah. roster. Like if you've never seen the Creeds and you don't watch NXT 2.0, and then these absolute monsters just rock up on Raw and rip through the guys that have held the belts for like 400 days or something. What a way to arrive! That's and they and they do it in the style of a match that would you, like your you jaw would be on the floor. They hoy like it's the Usos and they just hoy them about and leave them for dead and take the belts. And I just, like what an impact debut that would be. I also would really like LTST, Boogs and Nakamura. Yeah. Like the, but there's a match in it, right? There's like, a huge match in that. We didn't mean for this to become like a boogs and a, but this. I always go into podcast hoping it's <laughs> that's what it's going to be. But uh, but yeah, there, there, there's something to it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, sticking with, with Triple H and his now new job and influence and who may benefit from mm-hmm. that, Mark O'Brien says, yeah, who do you think will benefit most from their relationship with Triple H and previous performances in NXT? You and me both, Marks. He says, I hope Shayna Baszler gets a oh. push. Uh, also, who is Maximum Male Models' first feud with? We've already done it. <laughs> Completely Tag titles. Tag champions. Um, yeah, who do you think will benefit from from Triple H's new, uh, new role? It's really easy, isn't it, to just look up and down the roster at some NXT talents that were sadly neglected by Vince McMahon's, like, carelessness, really. That's what it was. Like He wasn't neglected. You just have to have a big Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's really like, easy. It's right there. She's leaving. There's so, many, there's so many wrestlers that show what they are every single week to the man watching the monitor, and he just did not care. So that's, like, it's a laundry list of people. I mean, look, straight away, uh, Triple H has reimagined one of his prior projects, Rhea Ripley, as a, like a new version of the woman that got him over in the first place. 
Triple H knows how good China was because his career was going goddamn nowhere until she <laughs> stood next to him. So he's made a, a new China in Rhea Ripley. Oh, Shayna, yeah. <laughs> Shayna Baszler um, is a is a great call and arguably like the perfect call because if we're talking about everything we're gonna, he's going to do for the women's division, right? And then he's got Shayna Baszler there with everything he did first time around. It'd be mad to think this won't go well. I'm really, I'm such an idiot. Like, I'm literally ruining our preview of tomorrow's SmackDown. Okay. I'm just going to parry it on both, and yeah. I'm sure the mega fans will forgive us. <laughs> but I'm sat here, I'm watching I'm watching Monday Night Raw, I'm watching SummerSlam, then Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. and I've seen all the memes, everyone, of, like, Raw's women's division and yeah. then SmackDown women's division. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I think Ronda's been suspended and fined and blah, blah, blah. Liv is obviously still the champion, but, eh. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what are we doing now? <laughs> Like, and it's under Triple H now. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the last thing Shayna did? I can't even remember. It was some Natalia bollocks, yeah. probably. Like, might you know, have out in the backstage segment yeah. with Natalia, didn't she? Yeah. So imagine if she's just like, saw what you did to my mate. Cost mm. her, a, cost her a weight pay, wage packet. Yeah, I'm gonna snap your and like, oh yeah, you think you're all right now? You think you're safe because you just got you know all the rest of them here, all these you know pathetic women in the back. <laughs> I'm gonna snap your fucking arm. Yeah. And you just, there she is. Shayna Baszler just and like Shayna that. Shayna Baszler wins and then Ronda Rousey comes back and I'm like, I mean, yeah. yeah, I really love that. Yeah. Let's pretend we haven't had this conversation on the SmackDown preview tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you know what? It's just, <laughs> just, just come to my head. Uh, right, other, other questions we've got here. Oh, I like this one. Theo Edgehill mm-hmm. says, is the flipping fiend coming back? And where, hang on, let me give me a second here. Where did Egg. come from? Right, let's tackle Egg first. Okay. And then we'll crack into the fiend. Give me one more go on the button. Egg. Egg uh, is. Wait, it's an egg. That's the answer. It is an egg. It was. Uh, you're giving us. You're asking us the question what came first, the fiend or the egg? And the answer is the egg. <laughs> no, the egg uh, comes from me and Sidgwick uh, pissing ourselves like little dweebs quietly over the desks many a year ago, like in the, in the What Culture offices at the Amin Gene segment that we'd watched over and over again, which was, of course, the introduction of the Goblin Gear Show, at the Survivor Series 1990, and him spe- stood by the... Egg! And speculating what might come out of the... Egg! Some say it could be balloons. And then, uh, oh my God, that... These nuts... <laughs> is gonna blow! <laughs> I couldn't have gone better. Uh, so yeah, it's simply... Mean Gene pronounces egg... Egg, 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 <laughs> with a no Y in the middle. No one has ever said. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Mean Gene's task for the night is to like stand in front of one for like fifteen minutes and mispronounce it. That for me egg. overshadows the gobbledygooker. Like, yeah. I don't think of when I, people say that Samara series. I don't think of the gobbledygooker. I just think of egg, egg, or take or anything. Egg. <laughs> just treat yourself. Go back and watch it. It's really distracting. And quick, whilst we're on the subject, because yeah. I know people ask about this all the time, we're not going to go through all of the, you know, it'll take us about Nine days. to get through all this. <laughs> but I'm not going to go through all the sound effects. But people often ask where oh. it comes from. And it's just a really obscure British game show, like late night. Yeah. Um, anybody of a certain vintage might have spent time in their younger days watching a show called Quiz Mania, mm. which was a middle of the night calling quiz show and they had a a soundboard type thing they did and it included that exact sound and uh yeah it was it was one of those things where it was all gimme so it was like right we've got a list of five things uh michael you're on the line um you want to na- list uh one of the five things that say uh, women keep in their handbag what what, 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 what's your guess what's your guess sir 
Uh, I'm going to go with mobile phone. It's a mobile phone. Let's see if it's up there. No, dear, that's wrong. I'm sorry, the answer was brick. (laughs) It was like all (laughs) stuff like that. You were like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Three-letter words beginning with E, uh, and it's uh, something you can brick. Something you can brick. Uh, Hello, yeah, we've got there. We've got Michael there. uh, uh, Is it egg? It's like, let's have a look. Oh, no, unfortunately, it was I. That's right, you can break your (laughs) eye. Call back again, only pound a minute. Uh, Is the fiend coming back? Yeah, of course he is, man. Of course he is. Um, There's no place like home, and home for the fiend is NXT (laughs) 2.0. Like, it's, I think he's coming back, yeah. We've said this right, and this is, it feels less so now that Vince has gone and Triple H is in, but... To those that like love the fiend and miss him earnestly, we mm. miss him, but in a slightly different way. Ask your look around wrestling, and ask yourself really deep down: Is there anywhere better for the fiend than WWE? Like, yes, Triple H's WWE might like cling to reality slightly more than Vince McMahon's did, but even in Impact, right? He can't be the fiend. That's trademarked. No. So he'll have to be like. Monster. <laughs> Wyndham 6. Hang on, I'm going to type in Fiend Thesaurus and see what comes up. Wakey, wakey, it's the Fiend's Day, and today is my Fiend Day. <laughs> Bogey, Incubus. Incubus. Spook. Follow me while I burst into flames. Sorry, that's Incubus. I, if, honestly, if Joe Gacy, in a few weeks, with all his bollocks, says he's serving a higher power, I'm going to rip my cock off. <laughs> yes, the higher power of Gacy and the dads. The jism. The jism turns out it's actually goo. Do you think they'll like? They'll, they'll be doing like a vignette. And it'll be like, uh, like Rip Fowler was like, we cleaned up the dirt in NXT, but there's one more place to clean up, and it's this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and they're at Bray's Mucky House, and they're cleaning it in preparation for the return <laughs> of the fiend. Who, who lives in a house like this? <laughs> Gacy, it's over to you. <laughs> Most obscure reference That's I think it. we've ever dropped. <laughs> Who lives in a house like that? It does sound like a character on NXT. It does. It? It, like, you know what? His name, Lloyd Grossman. I was going to say, Lloyd Grossman there. Do just give me a little snatch of Lloyd Grossman. Who lives in a house like that? Remember when they uh, slowed down Vince Man's voice to be the DDP stalker? Yep. That's you being slowed down from your Tiffany Stratton. Yes! Daddy, who lives in a house like that? Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you over all this music. <laughs> right, um, we'll do a bit of a speed round now because okay. I've got one really good question. Okay. I uh, don't want to finish it with, but I also don't want to miss out everyone's questions. Apologies if I have missed yours out. A lot to get through today. Mm-hmm. David Dummikin says, now Vince isn't in full control of creative and WWE could see, could we see tournaments making a comeback? Um, King of the Ring, May Young Classic, the Return of Evolution or an all-woman's pay-per-view. You can't believe they haven't done it already. Mm. Yeah, what do you reckon? Evolution, yes, absolutely. All the tournaments, um, if they can predominantly get them on the network, I don't know how much interest. They smashed be. King of the Ring, didn't they, with uh, uh, Corbin? They did that year, yeah, um, and it didn't tank the ratings. Tournaments have this record of like drawing horribly uh, in arenas and on pay-per-views. There's this old guard weird attitude about how you've got to know who it is you're paying to see. Um, so there's always been a bit of a bias against tournaments, but Triple H loves them. Like, think about like how he brought the Dusty Cup back and actually kept it back. It wasn't just a one-off; it became this tradition within NXT. So I could well see stuff like the King of the Ring. He, you know, held the May Young Classic. He held the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh. Like, there's a lot of Triple H-led tournaments. So yes, I think he's a fan yeah, of them. He's the network man. I'd like. He's a fan of them, and he will find a place for them. I think Mix Max Challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, bring back the Mix Max Challenge. Yes, very, very much my shit. That. 
Um, Aaron Hardy says, what needs to change for Tony Khan and the rest of the creative team to push the women's division properly? The talent is there. So at this point, it's a choice by TK. Well, Madison Rain had a good first day, didn't she? Like, she's getting all this bizarre praise because they had this absolute ripper on Dynamite last night. Um, yeah, patience, I guess, uh, but they've shown none of that in three years. Honestly, like, I'm thinking big, big, big swing. Rampage is on its ass. Uh, make it an all-women's show. Like, if you can't really commit the time and proper attention that the division needs on a Dynamite, just give them that hour and tell people, well, if you're not going to watch, here's what you're going to miss. And there's a bunch of stars, and you're not going to get them on a Wednesday night. That's probably pie in the sky, but patience and commitment are all we can ever ask for, and it's it's like three years and counting. Uh, Real Slim Brady asks a question about MJF. I'm mm-hmm. not going to answer it now, but we will tackle that on Wrestle Culture tomorrow, Ooh. I promise, because mainly because of that Twitter handle, because I love it. Okay. Um, D-Max says, what is one wrestling moment or match you wish you were in the building for? Oh, God. Um, funnily enough, I was talking to Phil about how what it was like when Diesel powerbombed uh, CM Punk at uh, SummerSlam. <laughs> Big Kevin Nash. Oh, the, mm, the, this is cheating slightly, uh, because it could be one of about 50 million Brett moments. But going to Madison Square Garden a few years ago for the New Japan Ring of Honor Super Yeah, Show, I remember. Uh, it was everything I dreamed of. Like, MSG was this, like, it, it delivered on, like, year, like decades of expectation. And, yeah, him winning the world title at WrestleMania 10 and being held aloft on his shoulders is, like, the big apology for what happened with Hogan the year before. That like that did it for me then at home. So being in, in the garden for it. The garden will always be the garden, Vinny, unless you're not allowed in it because Triple H owns the show now. Uh, that would be the one for me. I think Brian... My, my mind always goes to WrestleMania, just going to WrestleMania 30. Yes, movement stuff. Uh, peak. Yeah, yeah, that and being there, obviously, I, mean, I think no, no, Sidge was there. Mm. Uh, being there for the take, I think obviously it's a bit yeah. weird. You know, I think going into it, it was sort of a, dare I say, a bit half-arsed. The, the, the take of Brock Lesnar thing. Nobody, he was just like, he's just stabbed his hand a bit, hasn't he? like, this is the weakest one in years, yeah. And they're just like, oh, cool, so they're just going to beat Brock, I suppose, again. Yeah. I have a real affinity for the, um, the pop in... Again, it's like a building I've now been to, so I can appreciate it. The pop when Jericho's name flashes up on the August 9th, 99 Raw, when he debuts. Mm-hmm. That's like when this flashes up on the Titantron, you hear that. <sighs> and like having been in that building, I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a bit more of that place. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, probably to be there when the Iconics win the tag titles. Oh, wait, already was. Um, but I'd actually probably pick, because it's going to, I mean, it's half of my answer for the next question mm. Rock Hogan. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good. It's. I want to be there for Rock winning because I yeah. love the Rock. He's my guy, and you know, obviously, I, like Rock Austin, obviously. Yeah. But aside from the one where he's a heel, mm. he don't win. So, yeah. I think like that's it. Like you, you look at sort of general moments, and there's millions because you have got your favorite wrestlers winning. You've got what you know, whatever sort of lands in history. But we weren't ever. Un- we were unfortunately never able to have television over here at the real. Sort of 99, 2000 peak in mm. those crowds, man. Like, imagine being in one of them crowds where just the noise is absolutely off the charts. Uh, yeah, I said I was going to read this question next. Billy Zane says, what made you both fall in love with wrestling in the first place? Hashtag origins. So, I, you know when, like, you're so young that you can't, you can't quite remember if this is definitely your first memory, but I can picture myself sat in the room watching my uncle's ultra-rare Sky television because I was like, oh, what is this? And there was Simpsons and there was wrestling. And it was, it's, I've got this sort of recollection of Hogan and Warrior. And because it's, an, I know the time frame, I kind of have to assume it's this and it checks out in my history. So Hulk Hogan and the Upper Warrior um, in a square off in the 1990 Royal Rumble. I'm not sure if it was the Rumble itself or I was watching like superstars and it was highlights and whatever. I mean, look at them. 
Do you know what I mean? And like them talking about WrestleMania as like, it's WrestleMania, it's going to be Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. And when you're a kid and you can't manifest a wrestling calendar, you're just like, oh, cool. So the end of the world's coming then and it's going to end with Hulk Hogan <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior. Great stuff. Like, uh, I look forward to one day seeing this match. And yeah, like all of that, that entire aesthetic, they're giant and neon. It's, it's blissful. It's like when people say to me, what's your first childhood memory? Yeah. I can't think of my first childhood memory. It's hard, memory. yeah. There's a lot of like scattered moments. But I will always say the reason I got into wrestling, the reason why I love wrestling, my favorite wrestler of all time, bar none, mm. is The Rock. Mm. It's always, it's always has been, and it always will be The Rock. Um, then now forever. Exactly. I don't remember the first thing that I watched. I have a weird memory of being in my like auntie's kitchen. Yeah. And uh, slightly problematic, it's Jericho and Triple H feuding. Uh-huh. I think Jericho puts Triple H in the walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Rock and Benoit. Yeah, Rock, yeah. Cripple uh, cripp across facing Chris Benoit. Yeah. But my memory prior to that that I distinctly remember, because I didn't, we didn't have Sky, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, we, I had to, like, to get a tape... Put it on long play so I had enough time on it because they only had we only had three hour tapes growing up. Double and Mania six. was longer. Yeah. But you'd have Mania on Channel Four, if you remember. That was that in two thousand on yeah, the yeah. one year they had that deal. I remember that and I remember prior to that, we'd all every night, every day after school, we'd all go to my mate Oliver's house mm-hmm. and we'd sit in his bedroom and we'd play computer games or whatever. Yeah. And one of the weekends, I feel like it was over the summer holidays, but I'm not hundred percent certain. He was like I oh, should watch telly for a bit. I want to watch Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. And because, like, Sunday Night Heat wasn't just like the. It was four in the afternoon in the UK. And it yeah. was like, I'd, again, like, so a lot of my youth was spent hoping that my dad's colleagues had taped this show that I'd begged and begged my dad to bring home yeah. from work. And yeah, like, to get wrestling on any terrestrial channel was unbelievable. It was remarkable. You know, we I, I was just excited to see anything. So yeah. I was watching, I don't know, Al Snow or yeah. Scotty Too Hotty or whatever it may be. But then you'd also get. They're promoting their main shows. So here's what happened on Raw this week. Here's what happened on SmackDown this week. And especially because it was such a weird snapshot of like, here's the maddest thing that happened yeah. on Snap- uh, on SmackDown this week. It looked like, yeah, it looked like, uh, uh, what's this? Yeah. What, it's got boobs and violence and stuff. <laughs> I want to see this. And that was it. I was I was hooked. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not like you. I've dipped in and out. But do you know what? Just really briefly on that, because I know this podcast has probably already gone too long. But it's funny how you mentioned that. I remember, so like I was when I was a kid, and I really got sunk my teeth into it. And we didn't have Sky. You know, quick little story about me. Um, In my house, we got Sky and the internet like in the same week. Really? Yeah, that was like my my uh, brother in law knew his way around setting up computers, and like he'd built one years ago, and like primitive IT. This uh, built a computer, set us up with dial up, and we got Sky. That's a total fluke. We got Sky. Do you know when that was? When three weeks before the Montreal screw job. You know, sometimes you think your life's supposed to go a certain way. Like, I was born, like... Wow. I was born in 1985, right around WrestleMania 1. I was 13 when the Attitude Era kicked off, and I get the internet and Sky, <laughs> like, three weeks before Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series. And you sort of think, sometimes things are meant to go yeah. your way. Like, like I remember that vividly. And up to that point, so, like, so from 1990, I guess, yeah, till 97, everything was tapes and whatever, car boot sales, any old pay-per-views, building my knowledge, like... Creating the, the WWE network in my brain just by ha- having these videos and then watching them over and over again. Because it was predominantly pay-per-views rather than television. The clips of, like, because video packages weren't as common. It's like, well, here's this one thing that happened. The clips of what had occurred on television, same as you, maybe with the less of the boobs and the violence, because it would have been the early 90s, but just like, <gasps> like, oh, God, if only I'd seen that full episode of Superstars. I wasn't to know that it was 
five squashes and one angle. <laughs> yeah. And me and Gene doing an interview. But the fact that this one clip is like, wow. Yeah. That's ca- like uh, 30 seconds of chaos was almost more captivating than this like 10 minutes that I'd watched over and over again. Because if only I could see more of it. Yeah. And then when like trading, like when you could sort of get things online, shall we say, pre-network, building some of those little sort of like missed periods where I wasn't watching or I wasn't able to watch Superstars. And that was one of my favorite things. Catching little little moments, seeing the full thing. I don't, yeah, I'm not really a believer in fate, but mm. I distinctly remember when I was in my old job, and this was maybe leading me to the path that got me to where I am today. Yeah, I used to interview loads of like pop stars, but not the biggest pop stars necessarily. It was a mm. smaller radio station in the West Midlands, and sometimes I get you know big pop stars, and mm. sometimes it was just like we're doing a favor for the label, so we get the bigger pop Matty stars. Matty Healy, your close yeah. personal friend from the my 1975, from the banger of a new song they've got oh, that's out. Ace. Um, but I interviewed uh, someone I'd never heard of before. But I was like, this song is a fucking jam. Mm. It's a guy called Clement Marfo. Clement Marfo on the front line. Mm. And that subsequently was used as the music for the video package for The Rock and CM Punk wow. at Royal Rumble. Nice. So I like was into that song. And then I sort of followed him on social media because he was a really nice bloke. Mm. And then like saw him be like, I'm doing the thing for this. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then... You know, right. things, things go as they are. Awesome. Right, final question today comes from Haley. I saw this uh, a few hours ago and thought, mm-hmm. right, there's our final question sorted. Haley writes, Master of the Bowl. <laughs> or, no, sorry, I got that wrong. Haley writes, oh, oh, Master of the Bowl. Oh. Which wrestlers would eat which cereals? So I thought we could reverse engineer this. Mm-hmm. I'll pitch you a cereal. And you tell me the wrestler that's probably most likely to eat in it. All right. <laughs> We should say we point, we're excluding one wrestler from this. Okay. Finn Balor. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because he convinced himself that to stop eating cereal, which I mean, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, he convinced himself that I think it was cat food, but then that had, the rever- <laughs> that had a bigger problem because it turned him into a cat. So. Uh, right. I've just got like a random list of mainly British cereals. I'll try and find some American ones just to chuck at you. Uh, let's start Shreddies. Shreddies. That's the what we started with when we were talking about Balak, because he's shredded. Yeah. Or shredded wheat, I suppose he could be. Do you know who's shredded wheat? Bobby Lashley. Because he's shredded, but shredded wheat are bigger, aren't they? Yeah. Like they're not like, bite, shreddies are more like bite-sized things. I remember someone saying, oh, we haven't got any shreddies, we've got some shredded wheat. And they gave me that, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's massive, isn't it? It's like a bed. <laughs> it's like a bed of, like, it looks like it's been lifted out of a field. Yeah. And it's like, is this actual food? Yeah. Or have they, <laughs> they just not made it into food? So yeah, I'll go with Bobby Lashley. The man could have like seven or eight of them. Shreddies? Shreddies. So, well, all right then. So Shreddies as a sort of miniature one or bite-sized shredded wheat, we'll go with uh, Leo Rush. 20, <laughs> back in the 24-year-old yes. piece of gold era, like shoving a couple of like Shreddies in his like ass cheek so it looks a bit like Big Bobby's. Uh, Weetabix. Ooh, Weetabix, Weetabix. I feel like that's a stamina wrestler, isn't it? See, I was thinking like jacked. Oh, okay. Like mega swole jacked. Like... The Legion of Doom eat their fucking Weetabix before they <laughs> knock your heads off. Like, it's like, like how many you have? Well, I can eat three. Well, I'm going to have four. Well, I'm going to have five then. Daring each other to just keep going, keep going. Six. Uh, Hawks had six Weetabix. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's going crazy. He's had six Weetabix. Is it what, like the monkey track? Like, no, it's six Weetabix. <laughs> uh, Frosties. Oh. What do they have? They have Frosted Flakes. Frosted, frosted Flakes. Brombreaker. They're great. <laughs> yes. Cheerios? Cheerios. Uh, Stokely Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
crunchy dog cornflakes. Ooh. A, a treat of, now I'm being good. A yeah. treat of mine at the weekend. Well, that's, I mean, this is not ideal because the first rest that came in my head, obviously there's a theme here, is he Slater. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be something to do with the box and the originess and you having them for your breakfast. Uh, Cocoa Pops. Ooh. They turn the milk chocolatey. On the big screen, they couldn't stop the girls going in. Cocoa Pops. I don't know. I like the fact that there's quite a few cereals that have the word Pappy. Oh, well, that's that when you said, like, you'd pop, like, you would So you got snap crackling. <laughs> Cocoa Pops, it's got to be the former Ever Eyes, now 2.0. Yes. Because that must be, like, so much sugar and energy in Cocoa Pops. That must be what makes them so energetic when they're yes. cutting those promos. I like, like that. So, oh, that when Anna J, like, I'm going to coke you out. <laughs> Cocoa Pops. Uh, Rice Krispies feels like maybe a trio. Like snap crackling, huge bip. snap crackling, huge bip. So maybe that's the elite. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we're not I, saying it's the elite cereal. We're not making any calls here. Yeah, no, I, I do actually quite like the elite. But like, he, like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in full ludicrous refinery. Yeah. Um, what was I going? I was going to say what? Oh, Magic Spoon. Oh, because we've we've just got on them, haven't they? They've uh, they've sponsored our YouTube channel. Magic Spoon. We're going to break our own rule here. Is Finn Balor? Because they tasted so good and were so healthy. Very good. Despite what he'd done with all the other cereal, he couldn't stop himself eating Magic Spoon. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a hospital pass here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be careful. Okay. Lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> Me be careful. Well, I mean... Uh, Only there was a backstage interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kevin Patrick here, and I'm, uh, I'm here with Seamus and Finley and Hornswoggle. <laughs> Basically, we're getting everybody. There's Becky Lynch dancing in the background. <laughs> what do you want from me now? <laughs> Next. Uh, right, I've just Googled USA cereals. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do a few more. And I, I feel like we're going to revisit this on another one. Yeah. Because I'm sure people will go, do this cereal. If you want to do that, maybe we'll do it on the, I don't know, SmackDown preview tomorrow because they're guaranteed they won't have advertise. Should we see if Magic Spoon want to sponsor a podcast? <laughs> and we'll do, like, we'll do a long-form discussion on wrestlers and cereals. Uh, Reese's Puffs. I feel like you had them in America. I love them, yeah. Um, Michael Kohler. I believe sent us a box of Reese's Puffs once. I mm. appreciated that. Ah, oh, right. See there, peanut butter. We'll just go with, because they do strike me as the sort of ones that commit you big and strong, but they're also high banter. We'll go with Great Carly. Okay. Uh, final couple. Um, Captain Crunch. <laughs> uh, Captain Sean Dean. Okay. And Tugboat. And finally, yeah. Fruit Loops. Well, Twist. Plot twist. Oh, hello. Right? Because you would never, ever, ever see them eating it because they take it very seriously and they wouldn't want to, like, sort of break kayfabe. But believe it or not, the house of Blake love a bit of... Uh, <laughs> it's, the one, it's the one area in their life they like a bit of colour and fun. And that door that, like, Malachi Black used to live in, he slams that door shut and, like, it's all, don't come in, Mum! And he's, like, hiding, like... like He's not trying to pull his trousers up, but he's trying to, like, co- like find anything what's to cover the ball. What's like it. a... All I can think of is Oreos for some reason. Like, what would, what would be that? What's goth cereal? Like, that's our question to you. Yes. Right, so what is goth cereal? If it's not House of Black, basically treating themselves to a little sort of cheat meal, like Brody King's. Manakai, Besnamilk, Besnamilk loops. My milk's turning pink. My milk's turning green. <laughs> Actually, well, we're just doing the best podcast we're going to do. <laughs> they don't pour milk out of the bottle. Like Malachi back spits it because when I'm having cereal, <laughs> it's, it's white mist. 
<laughs> right, let us know your thoughts on everything. Just because apologies, we missed out your questions at What Culture WWE on Twitter. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, but this has been your questions answered. We should do this again soon. I really enjoyed <laughs> this. My well, thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thanks to everyone who sent us questions. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.